not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Sean McDonald, Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you. That's why I created Money Making Conversations. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. That's what Money Making Conversations is all about. My next guest, he's here, straight out of Houston, Texas. That's where I was born and raised. My next guest is Kenny Lord. Kenny Lord is CEO, president, and visionary of Tava Lifestyle, a direct sales wellness company. Tava Lifestyle is a global network marketing company offering health and wellness products, including nutritional supplements, energy enhancement, and more. Kenny started Tava Lifestyle with the mission to change lives by helping individuals earn an additional income, all while living a healthy and active lifestyle. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, an HBCU man. Tennessee State University. Kenny hey, Lowe. <laughs> hey, Ken, I, I got to kick that off, man, because I was doing your bio. And HBCUs have been so much love, man, in, uh, during this pandemic time. It's really long overdue. And because now people are starting to understand the value of HBCUs, even though they the, the, the started out of racism. We all know that's why they're in the southeast part of the country. Tell us about the TSU experience, which is uh, Tennessee State University, because they got another TSU down in Houston called Texas Southern University. Tell us about TSU up there in Tennessee. Well, let's, talk, let's talk about the real TSU. But you know what, man? Okay. Let, me, let me tell you something, man. Um, I'm, and I'm glad you asked me that question because it is a, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day, man. Like the HBCU experience, man, is, is was an incredible experience. It yes, was sir. the best time of my life. And I say that because, of course, life is good now. But it was a time in my life, man, where the only responsibility I had was to, was to get out of school. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and look, man, it, it was a time where instructors really cared about you, man. If they saw you getting off track, you weren't just a number where they would expel you or suspend you. Mm-hmm. They pulled you to the side like you were their son right. you know, or daughters, man. Right. And then the people that you meet, man, all man, listen, I swear, man, I have friends all over the world. But I swear when we were in wow. school, you would have sworn that they weren't going to be worth a dime. But <laughs> these people are, I mean, they are helping shape communities, mm-hmm. cities, states, and the world. I mean, man, so, man, I, I love it, man. When I go back to homecoming, there's nothing like it, man. So, man, I would tell anybody that it is a great experience, and I would never discount it when you're thinking about where you should go because you're building friends that live, live you know, last a lifetime. We know you're out of Detroit, so you know I know you know how to dress. You know if you're out of Detroit, that's kind of like part of the uh, the game plan. You know I've, I've been up Detroit many times with Steve Harvey out there wearing our suits, wearing our gaiters, wearing our hats, all part of the structure. Being that you grew up in a community that is so urban, which is Detroit, talk about when I look at the. I want to say that the, the way you see social unrest today, and you know, we've been dealing with that all our life, Kenny, both you and I, we're over 60. And so we've all had our different layers of racism, but we never let our color stop our ambition, even though we know we have more value than they told us we had value. Talk about the challenges of going through life, growing up in a community or a city like Detroit and the impact of what you're seeing happen today with uh, racial unrest, young people's finally realizing there is racism. 
You know, it's, it's, it's deep, man. That's a deep question. I, I will tell you, I think my biggest experience, because as you know, you know, my father was the first African-American mm-hmm. to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame, he coached the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to say that we were insulated from racism because, of course, you know, athletes, they don't experience the same level right. of racism that ordinary people do, right? right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that because I lived in Detroit and because my father was a head coach or an athlete that I right. didn't experience. Detroit is a different culture. You know, mm-hmm. the city of Detroit itself, I, I don't want to get become get political, <laughs> but you did hear the president refer to Detroit, you know, in a kind of not so savory way, okay? Right, right, right. right. Because he knew what, what the population was, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's the kind of town, man, that was insulated because the 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 blacks in in that in that city of Detroit, man, were some very sharp people, man. Like mm-hmm. you take somebody like Coleman Young, man. Right. Man, Coleman, wow. Look, man, Coleman Coleman took that city to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. You hear me? Mm-hmm. I mean, like Coleman Young was a very strong black man. Um, for me, all I can do is speak from my perspective. You know, they used to say that it takes a village to raise a child, right? Right. Right. Well, I, I was raised, man, I had the benefit of being raised because of my father and my mother, because uh-huh. my mother has a PhD, you know, and they worked hard, man, to put us in a, in, a, in a right environment, right? You know, I don't make excuses for how I was raised, okay? Right. right. Now, the thing is that I wasn't raised in a village, man. I was raised in a kingdom because I was <laughs> I had the benefit of being surrounded by, by black men mm-hmm. that were uh, great husbands, right. great fathers. right. They were great in their communities, man. Right. They were politicians. They were uh, attorneys, physicians, mm-hmm. uh, entertainers, mm-hmm. you know, and they cared about giving back to the young, to the young blacks. They really cared about it, man. It was, I mean, it was embedded in them, man. Like they would give us lessons and they would instill upon us and they had the right to even uh, implement corporal punishment, man. The, the, the slap us or spank us or shake us up if we were disrespectful. Right. But see, that doesn't exist anymore. You know why? Mean. Because there are not a lot of kings in our communities left, man, that care about the young men. Right. You know, these young men are being raised by women who do who are doing the best they can. Right. And they're doing a great job. Right. But we know that I don't want to get I don't know if I'm opening up a door, man, but, you know, it's hard for a woman to raise a man. Right. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not to say that it can't be done because I've seen it done. Right? right. Right. But we know that a man's influence upon a young boy. Right. Is very important, man. Right. You know, they it is, it's very important. They respond to us. You know, like my my youngest son, all my, my two sons, man. Right. They respond to me a little differently than they respond to their mother. Absolutely. All right? Because yeah. I'm old school. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't believe in it. You can call family services if you want, boy. But I take what? Living with me is a lot easier than living in a foster care home. Okay, because you thought it was on me. That's where you're gonna be living. Uh-huh. So, man, this is it, it was. Uh, they call it the 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 spirit of Detroit. And the spirit was a prideful mm-hmm. spirit of, mm-hmm. of people, man, who really cared about each other. That I think they came from a generation. Uh, my parents' generation was a generation of people that were oppressed. And a lot of them were very poor and they didn't have the means and their parents made great sacrifices to make sure that they could begin the new generation of the family. And I think that they took great pride in that. And because they did, they made sure that that we were exposed to the right things and that 
they took an interest in us and we they didn't allow us to get off track without interceding, man. So it was a great time, a great era. It really is. Because I, I, I can relate that. And born in Fifth Ward, Houston, Texas, you know, inner city. You know, uh, my father was a truck driver. Mom graduated from high school. And then so six sisters, two brothers, two bedroom shotgun house is what I was born in. But that didn't stop me from seeing my goals. But because my father was in the house, he allowed me to stay focused, allowed me to move forward. And and I'm not saying he was the best father in the world, but his physical male presence of consistency allowed me to be the man who I am today and allowed to shape some things that I wanted to do as what I wanted to be as a man based on how he presented himself, whether it was good or bad. It gave me a Give me a model, Kenny. That's all you're saying. Giving you a male model in order yes, to shape yes. your male yeah. views as you come into manhood. And as yes. you come into manhood today, we look at this pandemic and we look at marketing. Marketing is such key. And that's that's your gift. When I when I looked at your resume, you're just a gifted marketer. Where did that come from? You know, I, I think that uh, I get a lot of my qualities from my father. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> because my father was famous, you know, it, you know, a lot of people would think Earl, Earl, but man, my father taught me how to be a man. Right. But my mother taught me how to be a person. Right. And both of them had great oratorical skills. They had uh, great uh, interpersonal skills, you mm-hmm. know. And so I'm not really a great marketer. I'm a great relationship builder. Right. And, and everything is about building relationships, because if you're a great salesperson, mm-hmm. well, Anybody can go get a sale, and that's a one-time thing. Right. But when you are, when you have the ability to build relationships, you have somebody that will buy from you every month versus one time and they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the difference between a great salesperson and a great relationship builder. Because, man, listen, everybody I know that has positioned them well themselves well financially in life, man, they understand the power of building relationships. They have great relationships. Even you said. Man, look, you know, when this is all said and done, you and I, man, we're going to get together. We're Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you understand the power of relationships. Because in the, in the, here's the key thing about it. It wasn't even a financial get together. It was just a relationship. Because I yes. always tell people, my decisions I make in life aren't always tied to money. And because yes. they're tied to a relationship and opportunity. And I think you understand what I'm talking about. That opportunity, like- what builds out of that opportunity is what allows you to be a winner. Or put you in a winning situation. If you go in looking at how much money I can get out of this relationship, that may deter you or may cost you a long-term opportunity because you're looking for a short-term gain. And that is really what we're talking about here, Kenny, when you're talking about, okay, Rashawn, look, I want a relationship. And I said, and I said that very uh, off cup because I know you live in Houston. You know, I like to eat. I'm sure you're a barbecue man just like me. You know, you've been in Houston less long enough to know there's the best Tex-Mex restaurants in the, in the country. It's in Houston, Absolutely. Texas. So, you know, when we come down there as soon as it's COVID, because, you know, we ain't going nowhere in public in COVID. My wife ain't going nowhere. I don't know I don't know how your family handling it, Kenny, but my wife has not allowed me to take out in public since March. <laughs> I'm on listen. I'm I'm on lockdown, man. Listen, I mean, like, I have to sneak out. Okay, right, 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 right. I have to sneak out, man, because of course you go crazy. But you know, as as predicted, um, it's 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 become worse. I mean, they have been predicting uh, even from March on, right? right in the in the colder months, man. It's beginning October is going to get worse, and it has become worse it has it has come to fruition that it, it has become worse and, and becoming it's, it's worsening every day so well, you know my position is that you have to be careful man that's why you know like 
in my business, man, of course, the, due to COVID, man, I lost my mother mm-hmm. in wow. March due to COVID. Sorry about that. And I don't wish that on anybody. It's not mm-hmm. just the death of a, of a parent because man, it's life and death, man. My father used to always say life and death is like a doorknob. Everybody gets a turn, right? Right. You mm-hmm. know, when your parents start reaching 85, you know, 86, you kind of know, man, you know, mm-hmm. that their time is approaching. But with uh, any, anybody that has a parent and they're, they're in another city and their parent is, is diagnosed with COVID, you can't even go see them. You can't be with them. Right. You know, uh, it was difficult, man. I had to really uh, solicit some some uh, political powers to be in Detroit, to even get a nurse to put on a hazmat suit, go in there and take a phone so I, I could wow. say some things to my mother that I wanted to say because everybody has some things they would love to whisper to a loved one's ear mm-hmm. when that, they know that loved one's about to transition. Mm-hmm. And by the grace of God, man, that it happened. You know, I mean, because I it, it would have disturbed me, man. I, I don't know where I would be mentally if I wasn't able to do that. So, you know, I, I thank God that that he made that possible, that I can right. say some things to it. But um, they say that in, in death, there's a birth, right? Right. And it's funny, man, because right as my mother passed, um, I mean, my business just took off, mm. you know. And I and that's what I say. I say that she became much bigger in spirit than she was ever for me on earth, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of the nature of my business, man, you know, business has been very good. So, man, I just talk it up to, again, man, it's just a blessing. So let's talk about the nature of your business. You know, the COVID hit online. You know, a lot of black people were not able to um, handle the opportunities because they weren't technically savvy. Their brand wasn't able to benefit from the lockdown, from the lock, from the lifestyle needs. Tell everybody right. basically what Tarva is all about. Well, Tarva's direct said, but most well known as a network marketing company, right? And we, uh, Man, we survived our first year where a lot of network marketing companies don't survive 90 days, man. And we survived our first year and we thrived, man. We had an incredible year, man. A lot of people were blessed and we uh, we we market health and wellness pro- uh, products. But we allow people to operate a business within a business. Right. right. So you can operate a home based business like we have right now in just a little over a year, over 40,000 reps. All across the country, man, and in Canada, right? We're expanding. Mm-hmm. We have plans for international expansion, but, you know, it's a time for, and everything for that. But uh, right now, you know, a little 45,000, man. And these people are operating from their home, but essentially from their phone. Because right. we have a phone app, man. We created just a way, you know, for people uh, to take a little control over their life, man. Because there are a lot of people that are not as fortunate as you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of people that don't have careers. So there are a lot of people, man, that have jobs that that keep us afloat, man. Mm-hmm. Like imagine the countless uh, bartenders, man, and waitresses that that take care of us, man, that service us, man, who are out of work right. and make a lot, make money doing that, take care right. of their families doing it, man. Right. They have no jobs. Imagine a lot. I mean, so there's so many people. So the thing I love about what I do is that it gives people an opportunity to be the change that they've been seeking. And by that, I mean that they could really start their own home-based business, man, for a thousand dollars or less and have an opportunity to earn. Like, I mean, man, I mean, I I have people in my company that, I mean, in in the first year earned over half a million, man. I have people that have earned 200 quarter of a, 
uh, uh, 250,000. I have people that earn 50. I have, you know, so if you have people that earn 500,000. Right. I have countless people that have earned an extra thousand dollars a month, man. And that <laughs> right, is much right. more powerful right. than the one, twos or threes that earn 500,000 in one year. Imagine what an extra $12,000 would do for, for your, your household budget, man, for extra. Extra money, man. So how you know does it, I mean? it work? How does it work, Kenny? You know, That's we talk, a lot of money, man. We talked about the kid. We talked about the lifestyle. We talked about the opportunities. How does this all work when you talk about networking? <clears throat> you know, everybody has a network of people that they share. Imagine you go to the store and you buy a bottle of wine, and that wine right. is good. What do you do? You like, man? I tried this <laughs> bottle of wine, and that. But the difference is, you don't get paid when you share the story, right? right. Mm-hmm. Like somebody asked me, you know, we, we have a product, we have a coffee called Caprice. Right. And it's, it's a CBD, and right? Somebody asked me, go on. Oh, I'm, I'm going to send you some and let you try it. Right? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. The CBD infused, it's delicious, man. Somebody asked me in an interview, what's the difference between my coffee and, and the other coffees in the store? I said, well, the difference is my coffee pays. Okay. <laughs> All right. Those coffees, you have to pay to get those. My coffee. Right. Mm-hmm. My coffee pays mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to just share it with somebody and say, man, it was good. I tasted it and not make a dime. When you share my coffee, you make money. Right, right, right. You know, and you're sharing something that's healthy. Right. <clears throat> you know, so I mean, so that's the difference, man. Uh, everybody has a, a network of people that they're close to that they share things. Hey, did you see that movie? Man, that movie was a good movie. Bam. What you do? You just made you just made somebody some money. Did right. You, Right. This tennis, this car, right? You know, I mean, this we hamburger, some, this fried chicken, this sandwich, all that stuff. This sandwich, man. These this shoes, restaurant, all these things we do, we're making other people money. We do it unconsciously. Mm-hmm. So our position is, how about we work a little conscious? You know, how right. about we, we be a little more conscious uh, uh, in, 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 in about what we do, and let's start sharing some things that we're trying. And let's put, let's turn it into a business and share it with our friends and family and other people that that they mm-hmm. know and that they mm-hmm. know. And let's turn this, let's monetize. And that's mm-hmm. what we've been doing, man, very well. Now you did. I, when I look at your background, you had, you had a run with BET and then yeah. a, the, the WNBA, Washington Mystics. And so yeah. I know because your father, you know, Hall, NBA Hall of Famer, first black to be in the NBA. So yes. you 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 know HBCU. You have a what I'm trying to say. You have a very um, uh, layered life, you know, and, and, and how has that helped you? Tell us about your experience with BET Network and then also the Washington Mystics of the WNBA. Well, let me say this. the My experience with, with BET was an incredible experience because it's the first time ever, man. We started off with a local network and then next thing you know, BET picked it up, man, and we were just global mm-hmm. with the show. Uh, of course, uh, it was our first experience, but you know, the show was not so good. <laughs> we had two good seasons, though. Uh-huh. We had two seasons. But, you know, the show could have been a lot different. Uh, it was supposed to shine a positive light on network marketing, what we do. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it turned into something ugly. And I, I don't blame it on BET. I, I say that. And I, even the producers, it was the first project that they ever worked on, man. But uh, it, it was an absolute pleasure working with BT, man. We went down to the BT Awards and right. and they took care of us, man. They mm-hmm. treated us, we walked the red, they didn't treat us like, <clears throat> you know, we were nothing, man. They right. gave us the red carpet experience. So Absolutely. BT, Absolutely. 
Look, man, you will never hear Kenny Lloyd say anything <laughs> negative about you. You all took care of us when it was when I had my moment, my five minutes of fame. I enjoyed it every minute of it, man, and they made it special. And now, now the Washington Mystics of WNBA. Now that that's my brother. You have to do the interview with him because that was him working with the Mystics. Oh, that was okay, like, cool. They put down here on your bio here, and I apologize because when I looked everything up, I, I didn't see it. <clears throat> I didn't see it rolling like that. So now let's go back to the Houston, Texas area. And let's let's talk about that whole experience of being in Houston. You say you've been there 15 years, right? Yes, yes. Okay, now, what advantage is being in the Texas market? Because let's talk about Texas, because I my corporation's in Texas. They don't tax you. I'm, we're talking money-making conversations now. Yes, There yes. are some advantages to not taxing, to, to not paying taxes as a corporation and not having your, your business tax. Is that being is that is that is that an asset for your brand? Oh, it's 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 an absolute asset to the brand. Look, man, you know, man, when you are a look, I'm still a small business, okay? You know, I'm still a small business. I mean, you know, we we do a lot of lot of lot of numbers a month, man, but we're still a small business. And any break a small business can get, you have to capitalize on it. But what's important and the biggest mistake that most small businesses make is that they think small when they start off. You right. know, uh, you have to look at your numbers. And when you see your numbers, man, when you start going from 2000, I mean, like, you know, like 10,000 in sales a month, 20. And mm-hmm. when you see yourself going to six figures and heading towards seven. Right. You better have some very competent, you know, people in on your team at the, that that are, are CPAs, man, right. that, that could guide you. Right. But I, I always tell people. Whatever it is you 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 achieve to be, start right. putting your team together before you get there. Because right. you have, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, man. Right. You know, and when it happens, sometimes it's you one contract, man. Your one move, one 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 swing of God's hands from going from you know twenty thousand a month to a million in sales a month. And if you're not prepared, man, you're gonna sink because it's not just about sales alone. They it doesn't it doesn't sustain you, man. It is. Being, you know, it's your infrastructure. So it's important that you have the right people in place as you see your business start to grow, man. And don't don't be cheap. OK, because right. you get what you pay for. All right. Now, let's let's talk about that. And let's talk about relationship from the standpoint of personal. Like my wife has always played a major role in my life. You know, I always tell people, you know, she was a very talented optometrist and allowed me to go to New York and build my brand, go to L.A. and build my brand. I'm in Atlanta. She's helping me build my brand now. I had to bring up because, you know, your wife plays a prominent role in your bio. OK, I, I'll, yeah. be re- I'll be I'll be remiss and I don't want to. Fall on her dark side because I said I want to get with you. I don't want to have an interview with you and don't bring her up. Okay, Kenny, talk about the the power corporate relationship that you have with your wife, Kenny. Well, let me say this, man. My wife is my business partner, mm-hmm. and she and I both have a role, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing I say about my wife is that <laughs> I wouldn't be on this interview with you if it was not for my wife because mm-hmm. I've had many more failures than I've had success. You know, mm-hmm. and you know each failure. Is, is is a success if you don't duplicate it because you learn through it, right? But I've had many more failures and she never killed my spirit. Like, you know, I'm, I'll never forget that in this last journey, we, she was working and she would be going to work and she'd be working on our reality. And our reality was that we were broke and we needed some money. Right. So she was going and she was earning some money, but she allowed me to work on our dream, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which was 
you know, uh, work the, the business full time, right? Right. Now, it's a little hard, though, because, you know, she would be like, did you make a sale today? I'm like, baby, I can't work under that kind of pressure, okay? Just let me do my thing. Right, but right. That she allowed me to do that. And, of course, you know, there was ridicule. <clears throat> you know, people knew me as Shantae's broke man and this and that. But, right. man, I didn't let any of that sway me because I know broke man is just temporary, right? Right, it's a right, 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 right. But, when our when our dream became my reality, then her reality changed because she was able to do what she wants, when she wants, and how she wants. Okay, right. and but she still chooses not to sit on her butt all day and live in the lap of luxury. Right. My wife is very active in our business, you know, because she loves the people. She's a big part of the reason why we're here because she interacts with people like maybe. I don't know. I've been told I might come off like a shark sometime, man, but I just don't play because being broke and climbing out of that hole, that broke hole, man, it's rough. And so you don't have time to nurture anybody and breastfeed people. And man, look, it's like, it's man, it's feast of famine out here. Right. You know, when you're trying to live your dream, man, when you're trying to come from broke to into giving your family the life you want to give them, man, you got to be a gorilla. Well, okay. let, me, let me just talk, talk about that, Kenny, because, you know, because I'm probably I'm mad at myself because we talked about it off air and I should have started this conversation with it because you and I both are over 60 and we all know that, especially black people, they tend to lock ages when they think they can. This is when I 40, I'm, I'm 40, I'm done. 50, I'm done. I'm trying to retire. And we all know there's no money waiting on you at 65 years of age. You and I both know that. Yeah. So what can you know? And I and I and I, and I remember I did an interview and it went viral when I was talking about I don't have an age limit. Age is a number that's necessary, and and I hate people who who I won't tell you how old I am. I I don't know how you can be successful unless you get older. That's what's called experience. And if you yeah. do the right, have the right type of experience, you get paid for that value. Let's talk about you because you said Rashawn at fifty, I cranked it back up. Let's talk about that. Not allowing age to stop you, Kenny. No, man, I, I didn't let age because uh, I, I think my my calling, you know, like we all to put on this earth, man, with a purpose. And yes. man, some of us die crying because we've never discovered our purpose because we don't keep on moving forward. And mm -hmm. for me, I anybody who, who's known me all my life will tell you that I always said I wanted to be a millionaire. And I didn't know how, <laughs> what or what, but I was, my goal was to be a millionaire. Right. And I said it took me 50 years to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And a lot of pain, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> well, a lot of people my age, they're downsizing. You mm -hmm. know, they're looking for, you know, uh, uh, what are those chairs? I, those, what are those chairs you, you pull a lever and they go? I don't even know what it is because I don't. <laughs> they, what's that they, chair? They go up the stairs like those stairs. They let chair go yeah, up the stairs. Yeah, man. They just yeah. sit in it. They just yeah, sit in it. <laughs> I'm telling people, and this is, and when I say this to you, I say it from my heart. Mm -hmm. I'm working on my jet. Right, 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 right. right. <clears throat> I got two more things, man, on my on my on my uh, my vision board, man, mm -hmm. that I got to complete, and mm -hmm. that's my jet and my yacht, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna have them. My jet, I know when I'm gonna have it because I have my expectation date, mm -hmm. and I'm close. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> my yacht, I know when I'm gonna have that, and I'm, mm -hmm. I I will have that before sixty five, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And so the point is, I'm sixty one years old. Right. Mm -hmm. Man, look, I don't subscribe to that. When you get a certain age, you start wearing those sweaters, man, and sitting in the in the recall recliner. That's what you call it, the recliner chair, watching TV with the man. Oh, listen, if that's the life you choose, right? I don't I do your thing, but I want everybody to know <clears throat> that my life 
I was reborn mm-hmm. at, <coughs> excuse me, I was reborn at 50 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I'm 61, and I still have the energy and vibrance mm-hmm. of a, a 40-year-old. Right. Why? Because my light is burning. Right. You know, my, my light is still burning, man, because I still have work to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the really interesting that I agree. I, I tell everybody I didn't really, despite having success in my life, Kenny, it wasn't until I was 42 that I really accepted who I was and who I could be. And so age plays a role in all that. That's, that's why I admire people like Barack Obama, who I call them visionaries. They knew early on he wanted to be president, you know. And so, like you said, Rashawn, I remember in high school, Kenny, you know, we didn't have enough money to barely buy our basketball shoes that we played in every day. But we used to cut out pictures of foreign cars, Porsches, Corvettes. And I used to always remember that. And guess what I drive today? Those type of cars. For some reason in my mind, even though I didn't know it, Kenny, I was, I was instilling a value in me, an aspiration in me that this is what I wanted in my life. And even when my friends settled for, you know, cars, I thought, I just waited. I remember the very first car I bought was a foreign car, it was a Fiat X19, two, two oh, yeah. seater, two seater. And I, because I just knew that that's the game I wanted to play. And <coughs> when you say to yourself, Rashad, at 50, I remodeled and just started my career where I wanted to go. Now you're talking about you got goals all the way up to 65. And I know your goals beyond 65. But what I yes. always want to tell people, when you think like you, Kenny, it impacts you physically as well. You walk different. You talk different. You dress exactly. different. Am I right? Absolutely. 100%, man. I mean, <clears throat> everything about me, I just work through things, man, You know, because I know what's waiting. Well, Kenny, I want to let you go. It's just top of mm-hmm. lifestyle. Uh, I, off air, I want to get your phone number from you because I'm, like I said, I got a home down in Houston, Texas. I live my headquarters down in Atlanta. Then you know when you get that uh, that plane, that jet. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know. I'm not gonna ask you what what size you getting there. What, what's your what's your what's your hey, vision man, listen, I can't put it out there. I don't want to oh, jinx okay, it. Okay, okay. Because I've been on some jets now. I've been on some jets, Kenny. Let me say this to you. Uh. Can I get it? You come here. Can you say Vegas? Yes. yes. <laughs> and you know I got the relationships, baby, in Vegas. I got the relationship. Hey, Kenny, man, please, brother, stay blessed. And again, man, we, we, we're friends now. We're a relationship, brother. Hey, man, and I want to tell everybody about the Tyler lifestyle, the networking. You've done, man, and everything that you're doing, man, because it's about uplifting people, man. And, and look, man, you, you've had a lot of success, man. And I, I'm telling you, man, I'm very honored, man, to be a part of this today. So thank you very much. Thank you, my brother. We talk soon, man. If you want to hear more right. Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.